G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. My name is Lockie, I'm the host of this experience and really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so as a community we can all grow our faith throughout the week. Today we are in part two of the Fight For It series and I sit down with Chris again for the second week in a row and we talk about rejection. It's a big topic but we talk about how resilience within rejection is going to help grow your faith. So stay tuned for the conversation. We really hope you enjoy it and we'll see you at the end. We are talking about rejection this week. Isn't that great, Chris? Uh, We could probably spend half an hour just talking about how we've both been rejected, couldn't we? Yes, I've got a lot of examples of being. In fact, actually, this week on the um, on Beyond at Home, I share it. the first time I was rejected by a girl. I think mm. there might have been a time earlier, but I've definitely been rejected a time or two. Yeah, I think rejection is one of those ones we kind of uh, it's synonymous with with girls for us anyway. Um, that's the kind of first thing we think of. But I can think of plenty of examples else. You know, of other uh, other times where I felt rejected. I don't know about you, in, in your career and whatnot, um, yeah. in projects. Just in life. Just in life. Just in life. Of, yeah, you just feel that. It's just plenty of times, you know, when you're at school and you want to be on your friend's team and then they don't pick you and you're like, ooh, yeah. I thought, bro, I thought we were better than that. And they're like, but I want to win. And it's like, oh, okay. That, <laughs> Damn. That, that, hurts. Yeah. that hurts a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely... Um, one of the one of the ones that sticks right out to me is I remember my final year um, playing football in the states. This is kind of embarrassing. Well, it was embarrassing at the time for me. Is I was the captain, and I made I came in with a broken finger mm. for the season, so I didn't I didn't start the first couple of games. But I started our league campaign, and I played pretty good for a, a few games, and then I just made like one mistake, and one I was benched. I really? took it took me about six games to fight my way back into the squad, and I I fought my way back into the squad for the very last game of the season. Wow, very last regular season game, and it, I was just embarrassed. I was like, "Man, this is like, yeah, I yeah. feel rejected." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it should back me in a little bit here." Like I thought, there we you were, go. yeah, I'm yeah. the captain. I thought we were tighter than that. Like I thought you'd know that. Like, hey, one mistake's one mistake, man. Everyone makes them. That's rough. Uh, yeah, I missed this final series. Um, Back yeah. in my footy club, my footy days. Hopefully they return, but um, missed out on a grand final, which was a rough time on that Thursday night, not getting picked for the Saturday. Just that feeling of like, oh, what happened? I thought, you know. Did you play it, in the in the prelim final? Um, yeah, yeah. So you played in the prelim, and then you didn't get picked for the granny. Yeah, so just some uh, just some experience coming back in the side, injury and whatnot, and I was fresh at the club. Could have played, obviously, could have played better. Could have had a better year, um, but they 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 went for elsewhere. So you know, I had my fair share of rejection too. Didn't didn't feel that's, too good that day. That stings. Hey, hey, this is um, we haven't scripted this, but have you ever been on on the side of dishing out rejection, like the one doing the rejecting? Oh yeah, surely. Yeah, okay. Have you? Is that? I can only think just because of the coaching thing you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, like, eyes in like actually. There are de- there are definite times where I've had to say to someone, "Hey, look, you know, there's 17 in the squad. We've mm-hmm. only got 15 
space, spaces available on the bench. Unfortunately, you haven't done quite enough. It's true. Um, I mean, it depends as well. Your definition of rejection, you know, if yeah, that's true. Teams and you're talking not so, you know, outside of sport, you're talking about our life and, and, you know, oh, well, I'm assuming that you've had heaps of girls ask you on dates and you're oh, like, sorry, stop I'm, it, Chris. I'm, yeah, stop I'm already it. got Molly and she's a legend. <laughs> she's a legend. Uh, but you know, in terms of rejecting people or, you know, not maybe not rejecting people, but saying, Hey, not, not now, not yet. Um, you know, to, to serve on a team or things like that. I'm sure there's plenty of examples that we both have. Um, but I mean, yeah. like, yeah, we, you know, we go down that, that trail, but you know, what, what is rejection? I mean, we talked about it on Sunday, but what is, what is the quick kind of definition? Cause last week we covered resilience this week. We're talking about building resilience yeah. through rejection. <laughs> what are we, what are we talking about here when we're, we're thinking about rejection? Yeah. So this, this way, this week, I actually, I didn't define specifically rejection because I think rejection is it's different um, for different uh, for different people. And so I think there's the little small scale rejections kind of like that, you know, you look back on life and you kind of think to yourself, Hey, that wasn't actually that big of a deal in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things that happened, but it wasn't a big deal. Um, but then there are those ones that for whatever reason, you just like almost think to yourself, like, why does this one stick with me? Mm. Like, why is that the one that sticks? Um, and then there can be some that are really big rejections, you know, maybe um, going through a divorce or uh, maybe, maybe yeah, you're in a relationship and you've kind of been in it for a long time and someone cheated on you, like that kind of rejection hurts or going for that promotion. Child moving out. Yeah. Whatever or, reason. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And so I think there's, there's those little rejections or like there's a scale when it comes to rejections. And so I didn't actually, um, define it, but we looked more specifically at like how you can use rejection to help you build resilience. Mm. Um, and the little, little, uh, take home phrase that I kept saying was that, um, without resilience, rejection will wreck you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Are we, are we kind of going on the premise that there's three things in life that are going to happen? All that are inevitable, you know, death, taxes, and rejection. Is that what we're saying? Is rejection one of those things? Is it is it up there in saying if you live this life, if you're doing it, there's going to be rejection, or is it like, in case of emergency, here's what to do? See, I don't know because I've experienced rejection, so <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm doing life wrong. Maybe I've been rejected too many times. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, I think rejection is a part of life. I think yeah. it's. You I'm know, willing it's, to it, lock that in. Yeah, it's going to happen if you live long enough. There'll be a time where you want something and someone doesn't want the same thing as you. And so, um, yeah, there's there a rejection occurs. Too good. Well, occurs, recurs. I don't know. Re- anyway, sorry. Yeah, we'll just move on. It's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll back it in. So good. So four questions for our full Monday. Our full Monday being: um, be honest with how rejection feels. Kind of look it in the eye. Um, offer yourself some kindness through that. Learn from rejection and refuse to let the rejection define you. So in light of that, four questions of the full Monday, um, you know, looking at rejection, how could it actually affect someone in the long run if perhaps resilience isn't a part of this picture? Or, you know, if someone, yeah, how, how, could, how could rejection just um, be really detrimental to someone in the long run? Yeah, I like that question. And one of the, one of the challenges with rejection is that if we're not careful, it... Um, it has this ability to um, to paralyze us from moving forward, like because rejection kind of wants to to plaster itself all over your internal world, 
and sort of say, Hey, because of that experience that you had, don't take risks in the future. Hey, because of that experiences you had, you're not valuable or you're not worthy or, um, and so re- rejection, um, can really kind of get deep into someone's sense of identity. Mm. It can get deep into someone's, um, sense of self-worth and, and value, and it, it can really stop them taking risks and exploring, uh, areas in life that perhaps they really want to explore. And I think rejection, if we don't deal with it, can really, really mess up our, our self-worth. Yeah, that's good. Sorry. I've just picked up a book because uh, I'm reading a, um, a book called dream big by a guy called Bob Goff. Phenomenal guy. In fact, he puts his phone number at the end of his book and uh, just says, give me a call. Uh, he also gives his email. I just emailed him and he's emailed me back. So I feel pretty, pretty, uh, impressed that he, he'd go to that length of um of getting back to me which was nice. awesome and it is bob I, I promise you it is bob it's not just his uh, you know secretary um but he he talks about limiting beliefs and um he uh, if i can find it now i will show you but he talks about how um in order to to move forward in your you know in, in life or, or step into your identity or to your ambition you've got to kind of clear the path and uh and acknowledge what is a limiting belief like what what is someone spoken over you that actually mm. isn't true mm. or you know maybe rejection is a big form of that have i been rejected so many times that i now am not going to pursue a new opportunity because i'm just going to get rejected um mm, yeah so you know i probably can't find it in this time here but he, he it's it's really interesting how he talks about limiting belief and, and just how yeah detrimental that can be to a person and in fact if we are going to step into that god-given identity and purpose we've got to kind of tackle that front on and because yeah. uh, we all have different things that are plaguing our minds at different points in time things that have been spoken over us or, or limiting beliefs that that we believe that actually aren't true and i think rejection has a huge part to play there yeah agreed agreed with everything you said oh that's always good i'm always i'm always you know a bit cautious i don't want to say the wrong thing I don't want to just go on a rant or a tangent but here we are we're doing well <laughs> Um, you know, we talked about Jesus being rejected. Uh, so that actually happened. Mm. Um, it wasn't yeah. just a, sorry, Jesus. Um, it was a, Hey Jesus, I'm going to put you on a tree, nail you to a cross and, and, and they murdered him. Like that's a pretty, mm. pretty big form of rejection. So I don't know if, um, if yeah. the girl that you've just texted leaving you on red, uh, is, is, is as bad as what Jesus went through. I'm going to say it's not, um, yeah. but you know, what is, what is that, that, example of rejection jesus's rejection on earth teach us about how we should deal um with rejection when it comes our way Mm. well there's this i'm going to get to that by talking about something else so there's this psychological term and i i met i mentioned it i referenced it in the message um or at beyond at home it's called differentiation and effectively it's this ability that that we um can develop where we can be connected to someone but the way that that person feels or um, thinks about us or how they think about us doesn't actually impact us. And so we're able to hear what their, their thoughts are, but we're not, we're, but we don't take it on board. So a really good example might be when um, like an example could be you're sitting down for a performance review at work. Um, a lot of people have performance reviews and they're sitting down and your boss says to you, Hey, I really think you can grow in the area of giving constructive feedback. And so one, 
if we don't differentiate ourselves, what we start to do is we go, oh, I'm terrible at giving constructive feedback. I'm the worst at giving constructive feedback. Whereas this differentiation means that we can actually take this trait and say, oh, I've got this area to grow in. It's not connected to my identity. It's not who I am, um, but it's out there. And this is a challenge that I have and I'm going to grow in that. So it's kind of this dis, this this ability to differentiate ourselves and distance ourselves. Um, this is this is a podcast, but I see it on Zoom. I just talk with my hands. <laughs> Good hand time. gestures. Um, yeah. Well, you know, and I do feel that we have the tendency, if someone gives us any form of feedback, you know, we can go a downward spiral and go, and and the and uh, the conclusion that we draw is, oh my goodness, they hate me. Like I yeah. don't know, I've been there where someone says something to you that was just a bit of feedback, and, and you get yourself into a flurry where you go, oh my goodness, they hate me, yeah. which is so ridiculous when you think about it. And I mean, we've just been, you know, you would know this, Lockie, because you're part of our leadership team at Beyond, but we've just been doing a whole bunch of work over this time, um, putting together game plans, and one of the things that we've been trying to talk about is, Hey, um, a game plan isn't a reflection of you. There can be a whole bunch of things that make a game plan go really, really well, or make a game plan go off the rails. Um, some of it can be the fact that, you know, the other team was just played a different way and we weren't prepared for that. And so the game plan doesn't go to game and we have to change it, but it's not a reflection on, on the identity. It's just of the person. It's, Hey, there's, there's this idea or this plan we have. How do we change that without letting it become part of who we mm. are? Um, yeah. Cause I, I guess as a Christian, there's things that are always true about who we are, mm-hmm. yep. uh, regardless of what we can achieve or what we've done right or wrong. Yep. Like there's a, there's a baseline of just truth about who yes. we are. We loved yes. creating the image of God. Um, God wants to be in relationship with us. Like regardless of what happens, what we do, what we don't do, mm. that doesn't change. Um, and I don't know, did you mention you were going to answer a second half of that question? Um, or do we want to just move on? Cause there's this kind of third question really fits in here. Well, if you want to jump in there, I think that my second part might link to that third slide question. In. That's got. good. A uh, third question is, will, will God ever reject us? If we're talking about Jesus being rejected, he's the son of man himself. Um, does that mean that we're ever going to get rejected um, from God? Yeah. And I think this is where the second part of that differentiation answer comes in is that um, when we differentiate ourselves, the question that you've kind of raised like is, well, where do we, what voice do we listen to or what voice says do we listen to and what ideas should we take on? Cause you can go the opposite extreme in that differentiation thing and say, well, I'm not going to listen to anyone about anything. And, and that's not helpful like that. In fact, that's the opposite of facing, like that's avoiding rejection altogether. So there's like avoiding it. And then there's like basing your identity in it. And there's this nice middle ground yeah. where, <clears throat> where we say, you know what? Um, sometimes I don't have the, the best view of myself. Um, sometimes others don't have the best view of me. And when I can't look within and when I can't look without uh, outside, the only option I have is to look up. Um, and that's a little cheesy pastor thing, but like, if you can't do it within, can't do it without, you got to look up. And so I think the reason that Jesus was so great at not letting rejection wreck him is because he knew 100% where his identity was grounded in. And we looked at that passage from Matthew where he comes up out of the baptismal waters and, um, 
and this voice from heaven, which I just imagine like being like a Morgan Freeman narrated voice. Like it has to be, there's no other way that it's, it's not Morgan Freeman. It's gotta be Morgan Freeman esque. And, uh, and God says, you know, you're my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. And, and that's a, that's an identity claim to Jesus. Hey, and this is before Jesus has preached a sermon, you know, done a miracle, done anything that we would associate with Jesus. There's this identity claim placed on him from above that I love you. You bring me great joy and, and I see you as infinitely valuable. And I think that's really, really important for us to understand is that God is, and God is saying that not because Jesus needed to hear it, right? Cause Jesus is God. So Jesus didn't need to hear it, but I think it's, it signals to us as Jesus followers or to people who are curious that the moment we begin to follow Jesus, not only do we begin to follow Jesus in terms of his lifestyle, but we also get to step into his identity. We actually get to become sons and daughters of God. Mm -hmm. And so part of that means is that the way that God views us is the same way he views Jesus. And if God, if we're stepping into that identity of Jesus and the answer is no, we don't have to fear rejection because before Jesus had done a thing, God was like, I love you. You bring me great joy. I'm super, super proud of you. And it wasn't because of anything he'd done or on the plus side, anything he hadn't done. Cause I think some people can kind of go, Oh my goodness. But like, what about my past? Or, mm. you know, can I follow Jesus? Cause if, you know, if I bring all my dirty laundry up, like he'll know this, like I've got a, I've got a history. There was a time I didn't go to church. There was a time I didn't follow Jesus. And God goes, Hey, there was a time before Jesus had done anything. And I loved him and he brought me a whole bunch of joy. And so that's a signal to the entire world that no, you don't have to fear rejection from God because even when you weren't for God, God was for you. Wow. And in a way, like we, we get the opposite of rejection from God. We get acceptance and no matter how much we are rejected in life, we get to fall back on the promise that we are accepted by God. And in a way for me, that kind of balances it out. Whatever I, whatever I experience in this life is, is meaningless because of what God has already said about me. And if there's anyone who's listening to this podcast, that's you know, kind of exploring faith. Um, or maybe if you even are a Jesus follower and you're kind of like, ah, like you're struggling with that identity thing. I think for me, the, the thing that helps me the most is that before I moved towards God or I made a move in the direction of following Jesus, he had already moved like, 2000 years before I rocked up, he'd already given his life. He'd already made the first move. And so he had pre-decided before my existence, what his view of me was going to be. And I think that's the same of you that regardless of your life, 2000 years before you entered history, God had already pre-decided what his view of you was. And his view wasn't based on what you'd done. It's based on who you are and who he created you to be. So I think if you're doubting and you may be unsure, that's, that might be helpful to hear that. Wow. Well, I knew we were going to talk about rejection today, but I didn't realize we we're going to be given a full gospel message. Um, I just get G'd up when I talk about that yeah, sort of like, stuff. That yeah, is the so. gospel message. If you're wondering what it is, like that's pretty much it. Uh, there's a bit, you know, where Jesus dies on the cross and, and dies for our sins and whatnot. But um, from a just perspective of what that means for you, like that, that's it. That's, that's, mm. I feel that's a good, nice packaged version of the gospel. So thanks for that, Chris. Uh, I appreciate it on a personal level. I know that's going to bless a lot of people as well. 
Um, so to, to really round us out this week, our fourth question of the fourth, of the fourth Monday, it's not the fourth Monday, uh, the fourth, I'm just going to keep going into the question. It can be the fourth uh, Monday. It can be the fourth Monday, but how can I not be defined by rejection this week? Um, how can I not let rejection be a matter of identity for me this week? Yeah. Like I, I kind of highlighted and we, you know, obviously with the four Monday, actually I did this on the monkey. It's, they're not really, they weren't really monkey bars. They're kind of like the new school monkey bars. Um, Where is they that? gave kind of four ways. Oh mate, Griffin state school. Ah, that's where we go to church. Haven't yeah, been the, there pl- a while. the playground at Griffin state <laughs> school. Gosh, it was fun filming this message. Um, but, but I think something that we talk about all the time and, uh, I wanted to give three ways that weren't weren't re- like I'd already like I hadn't given in the full Monday, um, or, or that was slightly different. And so the first one, I just think we talk about this all the time. Beyond get yourself in a circle, like if you don't want to be refi- defined by your rejection. What one thing that I observe, particularly with millennials and Gen Zers, you know, the older generation are a little bit better at this. Um, I think is that when someone is experiencing rejection or could experience rejection, Gen Zers and millennials like run from that and they go and hide and they, um, and they don't put themselves in situations where they have to feel it. And I think if you want to be not defined by your rejection, the best place for you to be is in a circle in a connect group around people who have got your back. Cause it's in doing that, that other people can actually remind you, Hey, no, 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 you're not, you're not what they said. You're not what that, you think um, that there's something more to you. So I would, maybe we can put a link in the bio or something for, to sign up for a group. Cause I just reckon get yourself in a group. Um, and then the second thing is, I think to, just to remind yourself of where your identity is, uh, <clears throat> you know, remind yourself that, you know, if you're a Jesus follow, follower, your identity is actually found in Jesus. Your identity is actually found in who God says you are. And if you've never done it before, it's really interesting just to kind of read through um, the New Testament and look at some of the things that Jesus actually says about people, you know, just about how they're loved, how they're forgiven, how no one's too far gone. And, uh, and those can actually be things that you remind yourself. Maybe you can kind of make a little bit of a list of things when you're struggling um, that you kind of go back to that list. Yeah. Put it on your mirror. Yourself. That's a good one. Uh, put Great notes. One. Yeah. Put it in your put it in your car, like prompts that remind you of your identity. I love that. And then the, um, the final one, and this, I said this in the message, um, but I think it's worth noting twice is to just use rejection as a learning. Um, try, try and learn from that, um, from that time. I think one of the things, you know, that we referenced right at the top of the show was my, when I, when I wasn't playing, in the States. And I think one of the ways that I learned from that was to really, to really learn that regardless of how I feel about a situation, it shouldn't necessarily dictate my response. I think there was times in that situation, I probably got a little bit butt hurt and um, it wasn't as good of a team player as I could have been. And so I think one of the things that I learned from that was like, Oh wow, I actually don't respond to rejection as well as I, as well as I could, like I get butt hurt. I'm not, I don't give my best for the team. I kind of make it about me. And so one of those things is like, Hey, I, w- I always want to be giving my best for the team, 
even even if it means that's um the way i want to do things has to be taken out because it's not the not best for the team or the way things you know it, it, uh, an idea that i have is shot down i, I still i want to be um able to give my best for the team so so good yeah even you know even referring back to the start of the uh podcast i played in the next grand final you know i i took my learning got back in the team and um made myself in a way not even an option to be to be dropped it was just like oh, did, you, oh, did you win that granny we did so we lost the one i wasn't there and we won the one i was so it's a great it's a it's a bit of a fairy tale if you don't mace yeah look but um you know in a way it was like oh my goodness okay we're gonna do this again and we're gonna we're gonna be better train harder um assert myself and my position so that when it comes to the next year they don't even have to look at my name twice um they just go yep you're in that was mclean on the team sheet it's actually churchy in that club churchy because i went to church that's uh that's how that nickname came about great story for another time (laughs) i love it i love it to get to that on episode 27 of the podcast episode 27 we're going to unpack churchy uh, I like that. Well, you know, speaking of episode 27, now we are past the 25 mark. We are speaking in numbers, as I've, I've noted. We've got something really, uh, really special to round out this series. So uh, we'll get more information to your listeners about that, but it's a uh, almost a different kind of podcast coming your way. So look forward to that as we round out the Fight For It series. Thanks for coming on, Chris. It's been a few weeks since you've been on here. Um, last week and this week, of course, you were here, but... A few weeks so we've, we've had off since then it's great to have you back on the podcast it's always a joy to be uh to be hanging out with you and be uh talking about jesus how good's that we will see you next week this same time well i mean it's a podcast you can listen whenever you like but we'll release it at the same time um so that's it we'll, we'll see you next week Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning into the Beyond the Message podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation between Chris and myself and that you're getting lots of value out of this experience. We'll see you next week.